joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, this is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I want to welcome you to Blissful Living. Um, I also want to let you know that it's a great time for you to take a moment, relax, and get comfortable. Find something to write with, piece of paper, your favorite spot to chill, maybe get your favorite beverage, cup of coffee, tea, herbal tea, water, lemonade, wine, whatever your favorite beverage is. And I want you to just take this time for yourself. As you know, I like to say we have to put ourselves first so that we can be the best that we can be and need to be for those that are dependent upon us, that love and care about us. So this is your nurturing, as I just say, your blissful moment of the day. Um, I want to also start the show with thanking our sponsors, blissfullivingforyou.com. Check them out. They've got some wonderful things around wellness and wealth and connecting those through wisdom and doing it all holistically so that what you build to sustain actually stays and you don't have to work so hard to keep it around. So check out Blissful Living for you at blissfullivingforyou.com. The next sponsor that I want to think is a telecommunications installation company located in the heart of Silicon Valley. They've been in business for 30 years, and in today's climate, that's a long time to be in business because businesses come and go. But this company has been in business for 30 years, and they specialize in network distribution, meaning they install your voice, your data, your fiber, your wireless systems, your audio, your video, Anything that has to do with communications, the way we do it telephonically, um, you want to check them out. They are All Day Cable Inc. at alldaycableinc.com. And their model is because they know how important it is to be telecommunicative, efficient, and effective. Their model is that they make the right connections the first time. Because if you can't connect with that customer or person on the other end, that could be very costly. So check out All Day Cable, Inc. at alldaycableinc.com for your telecommunications installation and distribution needs. Now, I want to, I have something really special, and I know I've been kind of keeping you on edge with who the guest is, but let me just tell you a little bit about her. First of all, I'm going to tell you her name. Her name is Tasha McRae, and... She is a creative entrepreneur that has a message for you today that I guarantee you'll be so glad that you tuned into Blissful Living today. And the special thing that I want to announce is that Tarsha, is a, she is a sponsor of today's show. So I want to give a shout-out and a props to her, and I want you guys to really tune in and pay attention to all the wisdom she's going to bestow upon us today. As I like to share or say, they are nuggets of gold, and people pay thousands of dollars to get the nuggets of gold that are shared on this show 
for free. So check it out. Let me tell you about Tarsha. So Tarsha McRae is a creative entrepreneur, product maker who works with mid-career professionals to fund the transition from corporate to creative by selling their expertise for profit. She runs behind the scenes of the Creative Huddle, Creative Pursuit School, and Catch Decor. Now, she hosts online events and creates bundled digital products to help creative entrepreneurs establish systems and get more clients while avoiding burnout. Tarsha believes everyone should express their creative outlet and share their gifts with the world. She stands for creatives to stop standing on the sidelines and push themselves to run a smart, valuable, and profitable business. She declares war on being stuck in the soul-sucking, unappealing, unsatisfying sometimes, <laughs> nine-to-five months and not mm-hmm. profiting from doing what you love. Now, she's redefining the hustle, as we say, taking creative entrepreneurs out of the confused and overworked haze in exchange for a fresh and focused experience. And I would like to say welcome, Tarsha, to Blissful Living. <laughs> How you doing, girl? I am well. I am well. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> I love, love, love what you are all about. I think, um, you know, we women are coming Mm -hmm. into a time where we're recognizing the power that we have and we're not willing to go by the status quo of of how people think things should be for us versus how Mm -hmm. we think and know things should be for ourselves. And I am loving that energy because... It's a long time coming, and I always would say, you know, I don't care if you're married or not, you're in a relationship or not, um, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a powerful thing to be able to recognize what you're supposed to do and then step into doing it, and it's a give and take in the world. So um, if you're in a relationship, the relationship becomes one, and you're a team, and the team cannot work efficiently or effectively or successfully if one of those members are not, you know, being strong and holding up to that point. And women have done that for so long and have taken a back seat, and men have gotten all the credit. But when, in essence, without the woman, they couldn't achieve the success that they've had and be able to get that credit. So it's time for women to stop taking the back seat, recognize that we are equal on an equal playing field, and we can play with the big boys, and um, and really just step into living the life of our dreams and doing what we want to do. So thank you so much, Tasha, for doing what you want to do and sharing it with others as to how they can do it. Now, I want to get into, um, I really want to get into this um, cute little acronym or term that you say, which is a creative entrepreneur. Tell our listeners how that came to be about for you. Sure. Thank you, Rochelle, and definitely completely agree with everything you said about women kind of not taking the back seat anymore. You know, we're stepping out, we're standing in our power, we're taking the lead, and um, as you said, the 
the time has uh we've waited long enough. <laughs> so definitely the time the time is now. But the creative entrepreneur that really kind of stemmed about from and I guess I'll just kind of start with my story here in terms of working in research and evaluation for over twenty years. Um and I kinda of, you know, we kind of raised and brought up with you had your job, you were retired and then that's kind of it. And it's just like, you know, I've been talking with my financial coach. <laughs> I like to call him. He's actually my, he's actually my significant other. <laughs> so it's funny okay. when you talk about the, uh, the give and take there and, and, uh, and relationships. And, like, you know, you can't get rich working for someone else. And if you're you're trying to aspire to, you know, certain goals that you have in your life, you kind of have to step out there and take the lead. And it can be scary, um, especially if you're just used to, you know, management and the typical way that we think about it in the office setting as opposed to stepping out and creating your own business where you're the lead, you're the visionary, you're the management, you're everything, you know? Right. And so, so yeah, so that's kind of where, where things kind of started. And, and I just kind of had this calling a few years ago. Um, I've always had, you know, people always complimented me on, you know, oh, you know how to decorate, you know how to design, things like that. You're really good with things inside the home and, I really just got my calling to start interior decorating and staging business. And so, you know, I just basically believe that everyone has, should have a creative outlet, you know, whether it's design, photography, art, helping others. Like we right. all have this calling outside of what we call our traditional, you know, day jobs. Right. And right. so, you know, you know, if you want to do more of those things and you're thinking about doing them more and getting consistent income, starting out it can be really, really hard. Um, you know, there's so much you have to take in, take onto your shoulders, right? You have to yeah. prioritize, plan, and strategize, like, all the time and still work with clients and customers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just... For sure. For sure. Yeah, and so, is, you know... Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead, Tasha. No, I was just going to say, and so just kind of wrapping that all up, in addition to starting my decorating and staging business, I also hosted my first virtual event, and that was for designers. And then that kicked off the other business to host the events and create additional products for creatives um, under the Creative Huddle and Creative Pursuit Schools. I love that. I love. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. I mean, it's uh, it's true. Take it from me. I've been in this for 30 years, and I'm only 29, so I'm not really sure how that happened. <laughs> but um, the way business was done when I started business in the um, late 80s until how it is today is completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will not ever become wealthy working somebody else's nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um Except for if you're people like, you know, the top people or the first people that were in Facebook as employees or, <laughs> you know, Apple or Microsoft or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, but there's only mm-hmm. a handful of those, right? right. But, you know, right. if you have something that you want to do and you're creative, granted, I, I'm i not, I, I'm, you know, when I think of creative, the word creative, I think of somebody who's artistic and you said, you know, you had a really good uh, people will tell you for interior design and doing stuff within a home. But mm-hmm. I think for you, 
what your meaning is um, beyond the artistic part. It's more of a creative outlet of maybe something you're good at. You know, mm-hmm. I need to do at gardening or babysitting kids mm-hmm. or something. Um, yep. But it's something you're good at, and you don't even recognize that as a creative talent. Now, I know you said that um, you you particularly help creative entrepreneurs. What do you find um, with creative entrepreneurs that is a little bit more difficult for them to grasp than, say, like the traditional entrepreneur? I think all entrepreneurs that at some aspects have some cre- are creative, obviously, but you know there are specific um, with regards to traditional and a creative way of doing things. What do you share? What do you help um, the creative entrepreneurs that come to you with? Um, I would definitely say you know again, excellent point, and I really like to focus on folks who are the solopreneurs. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with that mm-hmm. So. You know, not only are we we entrepreneurs, we're creatives, but we're also, for the most part, working for working by ourselves. Um, and so, a lot of challenge comes with that because you know you're the accountant, you're the the social media, you know, manager. <laughs> you have to, you know, you're doing paid ads, you're creating the content, and so on and so forth. And it's just like you can't. It's it's so difficult to try to do all those things. And I think with creatives, that's a lot of what we a lot of what we struggle with is just finding time for everything, finding out what to prioritize, what do we really give a lot of our attention to that's going to give us the most return and not just chasing after the latest shiny thing or, you know, this person is doing that. No, that looks nice. Let me do it instead of trying to figure out your own process and your own system, you know. So I would say that those are like the, the main things that I find that the entrepreneurs I work with encounter on on a regular basis. Wow. I mean, it's true. When you are a solopreneur, you are everything. You do everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, you spend a lot of time doing things um, in the creative realm, like creating whatever it is, processes or products or things for your business. Mm -hmm. And then you're also responsible Mm -hmm. for creating the content and setting the Mm -hmm. ad and doing the sales page and all Mm -hmm. this stuff which, you know, yep. takes a lot of time, and you can get bogged down in that. And so what which, I'm hearing you're saying is that you help people not to get bogged down into that, but to streamline, um, I guess, the most important priorities first. Exactly, and also just helping them along this journey. So, you know, you don't have to feel like you have to do this by yourself. I think a lot of times we work in isolation, and we can feel really lonely, but it's like once you kind of get out there and network through you know, whether it's an online group, online event, or even if it's in person, like there are people out there who can relate to what you're going through, and there are people out there who want to help you. And so another thing I like to do is just connect connect creatives to these resources and tools that are out there that they may not be aware of. There's a lot of noise out there, a lot of noise. And it can just be hard to, you know, filter through it and see, like, okay, well, what's, what's really good? You know, what's, what's for me? What works? I remember talking to a few designers just starting out, and, you know, they had all these questions and issues, and I was like, oh, do you know about such and such? Do you know about this person who's doing this? And they were like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, people, like, let's not reinvent the wheel here. Like, you don't have time. Like, you're trying to do this, and you have, and these people have full-time jobs as well. And it's right. like, so we're already starting out at a disadvantage because we don't have the 40 hours, the typical 40 hours a week. 
to work on our creative, you know, hustle. We can probably only give about 20 or so hours or so, you know. So you mm-hmm. have to really maximize and be efficient with that time. And, you know, people people are short on time. So I connect them with things that I connect them with people, tools, events, resources to really help them along their journey. So to kind of avoid that overwhelm, to kind of avoid that, well, I don't know what to do next. And I don't, you know, it's just helping them get a process in place, a plan in place. Right, gotcha. So, um, with regards to helping people, because it's you, you, you mentioned something that was really key is when you are a solopreneur, you are pretty much isolated. You know, um, the mm-hmm. socialization that you usually have when you go into the nine to five hustle um, is not there. You're generally working mm-hmm. at home, or you're working. Mm-hmm from an office, um, you know, shared office space. I, I don't know the appropriate term for what those are called now, but, you know, they have a little, little shared spaces, yeah. which, are, which are cool, but you feel like mm-hmm. you feel isolated. Most people I know that are solopreneurs are working from home. They got a home office, which is cool, great mm-hmm. cool. But you do lose the socialization, and so you, it, you, you're not connected. Basically, you lose a little bit of the connection. And so you mentioned mm-hmm. the key thing about getting out and networking, um, and I think that I think that's very important for people to hear. And not only is it do you get to socialize and chit chat and tell people about what you do, but also you're able to um, pick up information mm-hmm. or resources that you may not be able to get um, when you're at home, or meet people like you that can help people to figure out the processes that they need to do so that they'd be more efficient and effective with their, you know, creative hustle. And I want to ask you with regard to that, um, if somebody is looking to start a business, say they discover that, you know, I like doing this, this is my creative outlet, or this is I've discovered my purpose and I want to make my purpose, I want to take it into beyond being a passion for me, but I want to take it into be, being becoming a profitable thing so that it's, like starting my business, um, what would you say to someone that's about ready to do that? What would what be a, what would be three key pieces of advice you would say to someone that's about ready to do that? So I would say, first of all, just do as much research as possible into running a business in general. I mean, it's fine, you know, you've identified, you know, you have your passion project, you've identified what you want to do. Um, But, you know, just to kind of take a back step from that is to look at how to run a business. I think a lot of us, you know, we're out there and we're just like, oh, you know, we're going to create this website. (laughs) We're going to put up these pretty photos and we're going to get clients. (laughs) And it's like, "Uh, no, it doesn't really, you know, work like that. I mean, there's a lot you have to take into account when you're running your business. Like, what's the cost of you acquiring, you know, your customers? You know, what's your what's your your process you're going to put in place to help, you know, replicate your system so someone can come in and help you, you know, get to the point where you want to scale? I mean, there's just so many things to take into account when starting a business, and that's just not even the tip of the iceberg with, with that. So I would say that is one, <laughs> one main thing. Right. A lot of free resources out here with the Small Business Administration. They're really good at helping um, folks who really want to start their business, who are serious about starting their business and free tools and resources there. I will also say, again, getting back to the networking piece, that's really been essential for me 
is reaching out to designers who were in the field, who have been in the field for 30-plus years, you know? Right. Like, they've been there, they've done that, and they can connect you to either other people or other things that can help you in your business. I mean, sure, you can Google, you can look for this and you can look for that, but, I mean, when you really start talking to people who've been in the field for years, you get more of more access to things that are that really work, you know, that are really mm-hmm. authentic and gen- and genuine in terms of helping you, um, in in terms of growing your business. So you have to get out there. You have to talk to people. You have to. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I have, you know, um, and you again mentioned another key golden nugget. Audience, this is I'm pointing this one out to you that. Um, when you get out and you network and you connect with people and you start sharing what you do, what you you know, what your purpose is, what you do, um, who you are, that kind of stuff, you will meet people that are very genuine, that have been in business for a long time and are willing to bestow their wisdom uh, upon you so that you don't have to go through the hard knocks that they went through to get the wisdom. Again, information that is worth thousands of dollars but it actually can become very priceless in the terms of helping you to succeed or not making mistakes that lead to demise, so to speak. And I, I have, I can't say that because when I first started out as a business owner and I started networking, um, there were some very um, beautiful women that took me under their wing, so to speak, and just I've, I've been able to do so many amazing things, and it was all because mm-hmm. of these women, because I shared mm-hmm. with them what I did. But they also took me under their wing, and they introduced me to people, but they also mm-hmm. shared their hard knock stories with me so that I didn't have to make that, or at least if I was going to be still dumb enough to pursue it and do it my way and, you know, you know, I have to come <laughs> with my own head, right? Oh, that happened mm-hmm. to me. That ain't going to happen to me. Um, but at least I would have some kind of wisdom. So when it didn't, when it came around to fruition and it didn't happen or didn't work, I'd be like, dang, you know what, I should have listened or whatever. But it's, that stuff is priceless. And I don't think we place enough value on that information. I mean, there's so many women and men, too, mm-hmm. that I've met that have given me, that have been in the, the game, so to speak, for a long mm-hmm. time and actually are transitioning mm-hmm. out. And gave me some mm-hmm. wonderful advice. And you also mentioned something else about, you know, working at 9 to 5, and this was it probably more closer to the intro, but when you work in a 9 to 5, one, you can't, you're never going to get rich, unless I said mm-hmm. you like some people. But also, I have witnessed this as well. People put in, you know, 30, 40 years working mm-hmm. in 9 to 5. When they retire, mm-hmm. there's no big party for them. There's mm-hmm. nothing. And some of these people die in less than three years after retiring, after working so hard so that mm-hmm. they can enjoy the fruits of what they put in, you know. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. some of these people didn't even enjoy the job that they were in. It's just that they had been there so long. They were afraid to make the change, mm-hmm. right, something they enjoyed. Mm-hmm. They were fearful yeah. or, yeah. you know, it, whatever. So, <clears throat> I mean, I, I love how you just, Stating like people, you just you know, if you got it, if you want to do it, you just got to do it. These are some of the things you need to do. Some of the things you need to be aware of. Because let me tell you guys, having a business is not easy. It's not all mm-hmm. peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. It actually mm-hmm. can be very detrimental and kill mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. if you don't take good care of yourself. 
And so um, Tasha is really bestowing some this food for thought for all of us to really take hold of, you know, if we want to step into something and be a creative entrepreneur, we don't have to do it alone. There's help. And she said there are resources available that are, you know, you can Google them or you can connect with people like her that can help you and streamline things just to make it a little bit more simpler process for you so you're not on that big ship trying to command the sea by yourself, <laughs> right? Um, so now, Natasha, what do you think um, are some of your unique skills that has helped you to become successful? And the reason why I'm asking is because we, I'm by far probably at the front of the line with this. I have talents that I don't even think are recognized that are my talents. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just what I do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. what I do. Like when I was working in the emergency room, I, I'm probably, I'm going to say I was the bombest nurse that you could ever see. <laughs> okay? I was, mm-hmm. I was intuitive. I knew, but, but to me, I, it was just something I did. I didn't recognize that I had a gift or I was talented at it. It was just something I was that I did. Like being in school, mm-hmm. I got straight A's. It was just something I did. I didn't work hard at To me, I didn't work hard. But I didn't recognize that as a talent. I discounted. And a lot of people do that. They have these wonderful talents and and stuff that they do that they don't even know is possibly their purpose that could be leading them into creative entrepreneurship. So what has been um, some of the unique skills that you know you have that um, helped you to be successful with becoming a creative entrepreneur? So I would say definitely a few things, and I guess I'll start with my, um, you know, you kind of have to look at your personality as well. So I'm an introvert. I'm also a very analytical person, so I think that helps me because I I have this kind of skill to, like, really look at different options, really weigh them, look at the pros and cons, and you have to do that in your business. Like, you just can't run after, you know, the next shiny thing or the next big thing or the, you know, what's hot, you know, in terms of, running your business. You have to really take a step back, look and see how is this going to help me, um, what resources do I need to put this in place, and how can I really move this forward. I would say another thing is my just my ability to put together resources. I've always had this knack for gathering all this information. You know, sometimes that can be overwhelming, <laughs> so I have learned to kind of, you know, pull that back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I would say this just being able to pull together, you know, certain resources for people and just high-quality information for people, none of the junk that's out there. And the other thing I would say is just perseverance. Like, you have to persevere in any business, and it takes an incredible amount of dedication and commitment to do this, especially when you have a full-time job. I mean, some Friday nights would I rather be out, you know, happy hour, you know, Enjoying a fine, a gourmet meal, nice glass of wine or something. Of course, would I rather be shopping with a girlfriend or something like that? Of course, but you know, I have to stay in. You know, I'm working on a computer, working on this next big, you know, launch. Right. (laughs) You know, trying to get things done around working with this client for this particular project, and so it's easy to to not be consistent is easy just to not have that dedication. But it's like, especially when you're first starting out, you have to put in that extra effort. You have to put in that drive until you get it to the point where you can scale, you can bring on more people, you can outsource to help you run your business. Yes, I agree. I um, I, I like, you, you said one of my favorite, favorite, favorite words, and that is <laughs> persevere. Persevere. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't stress it enough how important it is to be able to persevere. But also you said some other key things with regards to, um, you know, being diligent, um, Mm -hmm. recognizing or realizing that owning a business is not always the glamorous life. You know, not the glamorous life we see with the, you know, Bill Gates and the Oprah Winfrey's and all of them of the world because, believe me, they go through this stuff, too. It's just now they have a team or teams of people to handle all the unnecessary little chatter and they only hear the big chatter stuff, right? Um, So it's not always going to be peaches and queens. And you do have to, you got to have a hustle and grind because like everything in life, Business is cyclical. There's ups and downs. It's just like the stock market. You're going to have your booming mm-hmm. times and you're going to have your times mm-hmm. of challenge. And you have to be able to persevere in those right. times when it's difficult, right? So you mentioned mm-hmm. that. But also you said you were really good at uh, researching, doing research and bringing good bona fide um, pertinent research and not the stuff that anybody can get by just hitting it in Google. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was a skill you realized about yourself, and and um, and that's something unique within you. So you know that you are going to research something to the hill and get the most mm-hmm. best information possible before you even reach out mm-hmm. and pursue that. So is there something that you would, is there a piece of advice that you would share with the listeners right now when it comes to a methodology or a method of just sitting back and contemplating um, what their unique gift is that can help solidify strength if they choose to decide to become a creative entrepreneur and step out on their own? Sure. Um, I would definitely say, you know, definitely work out a plan in terms of looking at your we want to call it passion project, passion project, creative hustle, side hustle, whatever you want to call it. And just make sure it's profitable. I mean, if it's not profitable at the end of the day, then you're you have a hobby, right? You don't have a business. In order to have a business, you have to you have to sell. You have to get right. comfortable with selling. So, what, the first thing I would say is really started looking at you know, is this profitable? This is something that someone would need. This is something that someone would would buy. And there are so many different avenues that you can take to, and I can share resources afterwards um, in terms of different sites you can go to to help with this, different things that you can research. Like, so you want to have a clear idea in terms of your niche. You know, who are you helping and why? Are you working with women of a certain age, a certain income bracket, certain educational levels, and then really kind of, you know, hone in on that population and just figure out, like, what their issues are, what their challenges are, what they're struggling with, and relate that back to, you know, your passion project. So I can say for me, it's interior decorating and working with, again, mid-career professionals of a certain age, and, you know, they want a nice house. Um, They want to come home to something that's very comfortable, something that's very eye-pleasing, you know. But they don't have the time or the know-how to pull it off. You know, right. there's so much that goes into design in terms of working with contractors and vendors and orders and all this stuff. So I have to work with them and so in terms of, you know, this is convenience for you. This is added value to you because I'm helping you through this process. I'm taking away some of that headache. <laughs> so you right, don't have right. to. And then we can have this lovely finished product at the end. 
So I would say really do a lot of research into, you know, is it profitable? Who's your niche, you know, your niche audience, target audience who you can work with? And then I would say start working on your process, looking at your system. So be very familiar with, you know, don't just have a bunch of stickies and spreadsheets all over the place. There are plenty of programs out here that can help you in terms of, um, uh, I guess, more of like the administrative or process part of your business, the systems part of your business, helping you to automate and things like that. You want to get that. You want to get that under control as well because you don't want to work with a client and, you know, the client is like following up with you for, like, next steps. You know what I mean? Like, you right. want to be very clear in terms of this is how, you know, you work with me or, you know, this is how, you know, we can work together and make this the best experience for both of us. So be very familiar with your, your process. And then you can get into some of this other stuff that, you know, we have the whole the, the marketing and promotion, so whether that's social media and, you know, where to find your ideal audience on social media or whether or not you should look at paid ads on different platforms like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, if you're doing more B2B, um, B2B type um, businesses. So I would say those are the main things you're really going to start with. And then from there, you can start looking at really branching out and scaling and outsourcing and things like that. But those are some of the core things that I kind of recommend you get under control first and that you get working with first before you really start to look, you know, looking to expand and, and really grow, grow the business. Right, right. Oh, wow. Lots of information there. Um, <laughs> you know, because I think, you know, if someone out there is contemplating or, you know, taking on their passion and, and turning it into profit, mm-hmm. there are some things that people know should know. And I like how you said, um, you know, mentioning, like, just this. If you're doing something and you're not making money from it, <laughs> not a business, it's a hobby, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately mm-hmm. or fortunately. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Capitalism is all about making a profit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're not making a profit, well, okay, let me rephrase. There's strategies behind that, <laughs> strategies, right, for mm-hmm. governmental purposes, but for common sense purposes, if you're spending more money than you're making, then you're in the mm-hmm. red, you know, and you right. can always be in the black. Um, mm-hmm. And that happens. That happens. But if you're spending money and you're not making any money, mm-hmm. then you got a hobby. And right. um, to transition from a hobby to an actual business, Tarsha can help you with that with regards to providing and giving you researches, research and getting you streamlined to um, more targeted information that's going to help you transition from the hobby to the actual to the actual business per se and turning that um, that passion into something that's profitable and creative and fulfilling for you. Now, um, with regards to being the creative entrepreneur in in working with people. What are mm-hmm. some of the most common um, challenges that people come to you with when it comes to doing the everyday stuff of their business? What are some of the most common challenges that they may come to you with? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> there are quite a few. I would say 
being overwhelmed and exhausted, mm-hmm. not having enough time in the day, being able to prioritize. And the key thing that a lot of people struggle with is consistency. Mm-hmm. And so when you're – and another issue is, you know, you're doing all this work and you may not be spending as much time with, you know, loved ones, family, friends, right, against right. those social things that I kind of mentioned before. And, and sometimes that can kind of take a toll on you in your relationships as well because you're missing family events. Um, and so you always want to make sure that we try to balance everything, you know. The work's still going to be there. <laughs> right, so, exactly. You know, you know, you have to balance. So I like to do little things like staycation. So if I'm in the middle of a launch or a really um, intensive, like, project, exclusive project, then, you know, you have to take little breaks for yourself. Maybe you go to the spa or something like that. I mean, again, it's like building in that self-care as well. Um, maybe you do, like, a little staycation. You know, you don't have to go far. This could be just, like, a little hotel or, you know, just a little little getaway, a local getaway, but it's like a different environment to just kind of help you clear your head and then you can come back and tackle, you know, everything that, that's going on. But I would say those are probably the, the main things that people come back with. And that overwhelm and exhaustion consistency, a lot of that really kind of stems from not having a solid process. And, you know, I always come back to this, but having a solid process in place. And so you're kind of like, you're pulling from here, you're pulling from there, you're trying to see what works. If it doesn't work, then you switch up to something else. And it's like, well, you have to do something in place. And then you have to be consistent with it and to see it through. But it's so easy for us to go, well, that's not working. You know, you had it out for one day, two days. <laughs> but it's like, right. well, did you do everything you need to do behind the scenes to really make this successful? Are you really putting in the time to it? Are you trying to look for something that's going to be a quick win? And in business, a lot of times they're... <laughs> There are not a lot of quick wins sometimes, so you have to be able to, you know, adjust for that and accommodate that as well when, when you're trying to, again, take your passion project to the next level and get to the point where you want to start bringing in consistent income and kind of get out of this hobby status, you know. Right. <laughs> right. I, I mean, um, lots of good information within <laughs> with regards to that. It's a... Uh, it can be intense, but it can be done, and that's where the power of having relationships outside of um, your home, so to speak, mm-hmm. and networking come into key play. You know, you said, you know, there's times where, you know, you're trying to figure out life balance stuff, um, mm-hmm. and it can be difficult, but it, it definitely can be done. There was a time when uh, my kids were young, and I say they were little, I think my daughter was like seven, my son was 10, and I was doing a lot of stuff with regards to, I was the president of um, of uh, the National Association of Women Business Owners in Silicon Valley at the time, mm-hmm. and I lived wow. about an hour away from San Jose, and so, mm-hmm. um, and my son, I could always do stuff, find stuff for him, right, um, mm-hmm. because he was an athlete, so he, you know, he go to basketball practice with his friends or football practice with his friends. That was easy. But my daughter, she was, you know, my baby, and and I can always, you know, I'm not gonna pawn my daughter off. You know, I'm not not that mm-hmm. I was pawning my son off. He was doing an activity. <laughs> Long story short, it is. So what I would do is, I'm like, I, you know, I can't find a babysitter. You know, I, I got I've got, you know, my business. I'm running my business. I'm, I'm involved mm-hmm. in things that are gonna elevate my business. 
I need mm-hmm. to show up, especially being a president mm-hmm. or something, right? So mm-hmm. I bought her some little suits and some little really nice dresses. <laughs> and I told her, you'll come, you're going to come with Mama to these meetings. You, I'm going to give you some paper, some pencils. You're going to play and be quiet and sit there like you're taking notes. And mm-hmm. so that's what we did. So I would get dressed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be dressed for my meetings, get her dressed when she came home from school. We'd jam in San Jose. Um, and, you know, she'd be sitting in the board meeting. And then another lady had a little girl that was about the same age, and she was a high-power entrepreneur as well, um, mm-hmm. and they were about the same age. So she started like, okay, I'm like, yeah, girl, bring it, bring your girl. You know, we, we're working career business women. We got to figure mm-hmm. it out. And so mm-hmm. she bring her, and the two of them would sit back there and do their little thing. Like they were holding their own little It was so cute. But it allowed me, one, to spend time with my daughter because the drive was an hour each way. So mm-hmm. I got two hours of undivided attention and time to talk to her at 7, 8, pick her brain about what's going on in her little mind, right, mm-hmm. educate her mm-hmm. on some things that I wanted mm-hmm. her to know about. So I got that time. And um, and then I got to, I was able to do my work stuff that I need to do that was fulfilling and um, bringing the money into the household. So mm-hmm. it was a it was a balanced thing. So it was it was a creative thing. And then with my son, he was being taken care of doing what he was doing, and everybody in husband everybody was getting satisfied and fulfilled. And it was it was just me reshifting a little bit of what I do instead of trying to find a babysitter and stretch and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff. It just worked mm-hmm. out. Now the story, the end of the story, the moral of the story is the girl that grew up. <laughs> you know, she's in her mid-20s and she is killing it in her career. And I'm like, where did you learn, where did you learn this stuff? Like, I mean, I've never done this or never had these ideals. And she says, well, Mommy, remember when I used to go to those meetings with you? And I see sitting kind of bored, but she goes, I was just watching what you do, and I just kind of emulated what you ladies do. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. So you never wow. know when you're, like, going to be passing yeah. and throwing information and wisdom mm-hmm. on your kids or family members just by trying yeah. to have work-life balance and take care of things. So that was the moral of that long story, but. <laughs> share with you ladies and gentlemen out there that it is possible to be a creative mm-hmm. entrepreneur. It is possible to step out on your own. Tarsha shares and shows people how to do that. Um, I'm sharing just my personal stories of, you know, what it's like to be an entrepreneur and, and how we can and how we can do it. And you're not alone. The key thing mm-hmm. is you're not alone. There's people out there to help you and you can go out and network and find a wealth of people and information and things that will help you advance with being more successful as an entrepreneur um, than you can ever imagine just sitting in the, you know, your home and, and just doing you and your business and thinking it's all great. That will work mm-hmm. for a point in time, but mm-hmm. at, at a certain point in time, you got to get beyond the doors of your home if you really want your business to grow and be sustainable. So now, Tasha, I want to talk about, I know that you mentioned you do these events, mm-hmm. and you do these online events and things of that nature. So can you just share with the listeners a little bit, um, because I know you've got, like, take back control retreat that you do, mm-hmm. and you've got mm-hmm. your creative entrepreneur bundle. So can you just share with the listeners, first of all, a little bit about why you decided to do these type of events, and then um, and then we'll move into what exactly the events are all about. 
Sure, sure. So I kind of so I shared before that a few years ago I did my first virtual event or online conference, and that was under the Creative Pursuit School. And then I decided earlier this year to form another brand, the Creative Huddle, which really just solely looked at um, hosting these events, providing these products, but for all creative entrepreneurs, particularly women who were just starting out and are running their businesses on the side. And so I really kind of started thinking of a way that I could kick off the Creative Huddle. Um, and so I thought, well, why not do an event? <laughs> and that's where Take Back Control, um, the Take Back Control virtual retreat came into play. But to kind of back up a little bit, I, I I started doing these events because, you know, we can't always travel to, you know, the latest conference. You know, sometimes there are travel restrictions, you know, maybe there are budget considerations that you need to take into place or time considerations. So I thought about, well, how do we kind of bring all this expertise? Again, we're talking about networking and we're talking about, get, you know, being more involved in it and talking more with um, experts and mentors than to br- help bring that experience to to the entrepreneur. And so that's another way that the virtual events kind of came about because it was like, well, if you can't travel, you should still have access to these resources and to, to good resources to women, again, who've been there, <clears throat> who've done that, who are sharing their story, sharing the ups right. and downs they went through. Now they're, you know, they're having more wins, they're having more success, and they want to help other entrepreneurs build up as well, build their business up as well. So I figured it's just a way to have, kind of have this virtual resource or this virtual library for, a library for your own use. And you look at it when you can access the videos and look at the trainings, you know, whenever you want. <laughs> right, right, right. I love it. And so I, I also like you said something really cool there was, like not everybody has the time or money, the finances, or just the synchronicity with regards to their life to be able to travel mm-hmm. to an event. I, I know mm-hmm. like there are a ton of events I would like to go to, but mm-hmm. I also know that mm-hmm. I only have so much time doing my own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my businesses. And I've just got other obligations. I can't mm-hmm. always travel. You know, if I could, yep. if I could get paid to travel, girl, <laughs> I would be doing you it 24-7, right? 24-7. However, I haven't figured that one out yet. That's probably my next phase of entrepreneurial thing. <laughs> but, there you go. But, right? But you created the, where it's a way that people can go, um, be a participant in the retreat, and and on the times they can't be there, they can always come back and look and engage in the information mm-hmm. that was shared. And I like that because it opens up a possibility. The possibility becomes from a finite possibility to an infinite possibility with regards mm-hmm. to being able to attend the retreat whenever you mm-hmm. can fit it into your schedule. So I love that. So now <laughs> tell us a little bit more about um, the um, Take Back Your Control Retreat and if you have anything coming up, should we be keeping our eyes open? Let's give us the deets, girl. We want to know <laughs> a little bit more about it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, the website to check everything out is takebackcontrolretreat.com, and we kick off November 18th through the 21st. So it's four whole days um, of listening to and interacting with the ladies. Again, we we run from some of the top entrepreneurs here, women entrepreneurs in their field. So we're talking about things from growth and profits. We're talking about things in terms of visibility, branding, media, and sales. Um, 
support systems, again, you know, going back to working with mentors, going back to networking interaction. We're talking about self-care. You know, you don't, you know, I have, there's one speaker, she's talking about life first, business second. So it's not about getting lost in your business and losing yourself, but still maintaining your own sense of, you know, purpose. Um, and then we're also talking about mindset and, of course, prepping for the transition from corporate to creative is what I call it, or if you're looking to make move into doing your passion project full-time. And so that's a lot of what we're covering during the, the Take Back Control Retreat, um, which also um, relates back to a lot of things we talked about during this conversation in terms of the steps and the process to kind of get your creative business up and running and how to grow it, how to scale it. I love it, love it. So, again, you said the retreat is going to be taking place November 18th through the 21st, which is very soon. And um, <laughs> is there a cost um, associate, associated with it? Um, and, so, no, it's mm-hmm. Yeah, so first of all, is there a cost associated with it? <laughs> no, you just go to takebackcontrolretreat.com, um, submit, send in your information, submit your name, and we'll make sure to get in touch with you when the event kicks off um, November 18th. Um, so, again, there's no cost. And look at the trainings for the first 24 hours that we release oh, them. Perfect. perfect. Um, but if you, you know, sometimes, you know, life gets in the way. Sometimes there might be a last-minute distraction. And maybe you don't get a chance to listen to some of the sessions that you want to listen to. So we do have an option for you to upgrade your experience. And if you purchase a, a retreat upgrade pass, you can look at the sessions whenever you want to. And that's very affordably priced as well. Um, so look at the sessions whenever you want. Binge watch, you know, <laughs> watch your favorite sessions on repeat. Watch them on right. the go. Um, just when you have time, you know, when you finally get the kids down or, you know, you finally get a minute to yourself then you can just kind of take it all in over the course of, you know, a few days, a few weeks, you know, whatever works best for your schedule. But no, okay. it's free, free to save, free to save your seat and join us. <laughs> okay, cool. So here you guys, you have it. It's free to initially look at it, and you can do that for 24 hours. And then after that, if you want to upgrade your experience where you have the option to look at the retreat when it's convenient for you, or maybe go back and look at somebody else, you know, maybe go back and look at one of the speakers, you know, a couple, three times. It, you know, they really said something that resonated with you or you felt you missed something or you just, whatever it is, you have an option to go back and look at that multiple times by upgrading your experience, which I think is great. Again, you know, Tarsha, the whole time we've been talking, um, hopefully you guys have picked up the fact that everything we've been talking about has been elevating. It was the structure Mm-hmm. to succinctly elevate your level of experience with Tarsha, leading you to the moment of um, how she utilizes, the culmination of how she utilizes her her experience as a creative entrepreneur to elevate her business. And so um, the retreat is a must. I highly suggest this, particularly since there's no cost, no harm, no foul. You go check it out. <laughs> you love it. Great. And if it doesn't resonate with you, that's okay, too. But, you know, you're not paying for it. A lot of times we have to pay for things, and then we dive in. Mm-hmm. It sounds all good, and then we dive in and realize, what the heck? 
And you know, mm-hmm. have that. You know, mm-hmm. about it where you could check it out, and if you love it, great, mm-hmm. upgrade your experience, and and then mm-hmm. you could have it with you twenty four seven. Now, how many speakers did you say was going to be in it? Oh goodness, we have uh, a little over forty. <laughs> okay, so, so lots of information, mm-hmm. lots and lots and lots of information. So I guarantee that if you start listening, there's going to be somebody, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. a lot more than one, but somebody is going to say some stuff that resonates with you that's going to um, really want you to pay more close attention and really help you up-level your game. Now, I know like with the virtual retreats that Tasha is doing, again, these speakers are sharing nuggets of gold that people pay thousands of dollars to get from them by working with them individually. And when you have an opportunity to hear this wisdom, um, and you can do it, you know, for free in the in the essence of wherever you are at that moment in time, it's it's just magnificent. It's it's actually something that you, it becomes priceless, right, Tasha? Mm-hmm. Right, it becomes so. Priceless. It's so true, so true. And like you said, I mean, we really have someone for everyone, so you'll definitely find someone that you'll connect with and like, oh, you know, I want to learn more about this person. I want to hear more from this person. I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of it doing that. And it's really all about, you know, helping you overcome the, the overwhelm, helping you overcome the exhaustion. Like you said, it's time to get refueled, energized, and really take on 2020 with a real purpose because it's right around the corner. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, 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 it is. So, there you guys. It is close. It is very close. I can't, I, you know, tw- I'm like, ooh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Thinking, you know, shouldn't we be flying, having flying cars now? I'm dating mm-hmm. myself, but, you know, I think the Jetsons actually was, like, supposed to be 2024. Somebody was telling me that the other day, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow. You know, when I was a little kid, that just seemed like so, like, oh, my gosh. So like, far away. Oh, now that's like 100 years away. It wasn't, but, you know, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, oh, I'm here. It wasn't really 100 years, and yeah. we're not flying. Well, cars aren't flying. <laughs> not yet. Got to, not yet. Right. <laughs> you have to deal with this traffic in California, mm-hmm. wherever I may be. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. But I'm so blessed <laughs> and grateful that I'm able to experience traffic. That's just a, another blessing. It, it just mm-hmm. you learn so much, so right. much about yourself and others when you drive and traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. I like that. You're looking for the positives and everything. That's what you need to do. That's exactly. What you have to do. <laughs> exactly. You got because, girl, there's so much negativity that's being slammed in our, yeah. slammed up in our face on the daily 24-7 mm-hmm. that you can get bogged down sure. by it. So I try to just, like, turn everything as, you know, as positive as possible mm-hmm. because in every bit, you know, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a law of balance, right? And every negative right. is a positive, right? And, uh, right. If you shine more light yeah. on the positive, it outshines the negative. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do. Just just me and my everyday grind and hustle. But anyway, so back to you, Tasha. So Tasha McCray <laughs> is having this virtual retreat, Take Back Control, November 18th through the 21st. You heard it here on Blissful Living. She is bringing it to you to help all of you out there listening to do whatever it is you want to do, step into your purpose, become a creative entrepreneur, up-level your business that you're doing in, understand what it is to be a solopreneur and how you can elevate your game, or 
just get words of wisdom that might help you in your regular nine to five, whatever the case may be. Take back mm-hmm. your control is definitely something that you want to be involved with and, and involved in. And again, Tarsha, can you give them a website one more time where they can sign up and get connected? Sure, sure. And I hope everyone will join us over at Take Back Control Retreat dot com. So please check us out. <laughs> okay, there you have it. Take Back Control Retreat dot com. Take Back Control Retreat dot com. And now, Tarsha, if anybody wants to connect with you personally, mm-hmm. um, how how can they do that? Sure, you can just come visit me over at the creativehuddle.com. That's the creative huddle, H-U-D-D-L-E.com. Okay. So <laughs> multiple ways to get connected with Tarsha and take back your control retreat.com. I want to thank you, Tasha, for being a guest on Blissful Living and sharing your words of wisdom and your nuggets of gold um, and just the whole term of being a creative entrepreneur. I love that. That's just a beautiful term. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. For, thank you for giving us time out of your day today to be with us. Thank you so much, Rasha. I really appreciate you having me on the show. I really hope I've been able to share a little bit about my story, a little bit about what I do, and I hope it helps someone out there with their their passion project, with their side hustle or creative gig. Just really understand that there is a way that, or really just kind of help them envision, visualize that you can make it a full-time business if you really put in um, the effort and take advantage of the resources that we have. And join us at TakeBackControlRetreat.com. Love it. There you have it. Thank you. And, again, remember, you guys, Tasha McRae is a sponsor of today's show. So please give her lots of props, lots of love. Share the show with everybody you know, love, and care about. Go to TakeBackYourControlRetreat.com. Check it out. Or go to TheCreativeHuddle.com. Check her out. Definitely, definitely somebody you want to stay connected with. And then I also want to thank Blissful Living for you at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U, dot com. Check out what they have in store for you to help elevate your game and life as well so that you can step in and live the life of your dreams. And I want to thank All Day Cable Incorporated, All Day Cable Inc. dot com. Um, and I'd like to thank them for their wonderful years of being in business as well as being the best telecommunications installation company in the land. So there you have it. And to all of you, I want to wish you a very fabulous day. As always, I'd like to wish you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Until next time, this is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson saying goodbye and have a fabulous day. Take good care, everyone. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.